Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 142. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by Ryan Sinisky and Jana. Hi guys. Hello. Hello there. How are you guys doing? Good. I was about to say that Jana's mic is muted because she's eating chips, but she stopped to no, say I hello. I stopped eating. Because... I also, yeah, I raised it because I you know, prompted for a reply. So. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, I, I can stop eating chips right now, so I don't... You know, I could stop eating into, anytime I want. Turning this ASMR. into ASMR, which I, I would I would rather people pay me to do that. So. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a separate channel yeah. at some point. We should also note we have a peanut gallery today. We, we have, do. Hello, Scott. We have Scott. Hi, Scott. Hello. Hello. Uh, you got to turn on that microphone. I'm going to stay the whole time. So, so uh, I do want to note our beer, because I actually brought yummy beer. Scott drank one of it. Uh, one good. of them. He drank the Bauhaus uh, Lounge Lizard. How'd you feel about that? Felt non-IPA. Yeah, it, 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 it was a uh, it was a juicy it's IPA, is what they call it, which is just uh, like a flavorful ale, but not. I wouldn't have thought it was an IPA. It is technically, by the way, it's brewed an IPA, but yeah, they they just kind of replaced the nine volt battery flavor. It's an IPA, not an IPA. Oh, yeah, an IPA. Like it was very good. <laughs> Trademark um, that. I've got a Lake Monster Brewing Last Fathom Wild Rice Lager. That is a lot of words. Um, I'm gonna crack it open okay. real quick. Slap the ASMR button. All right. It's worth clipping a little bit. And I am on our final Fair State Roselle. Mm. Kind donation from Tom before he went south for the winter. This is oh, absolutely... Oh, hi, Tom. Or hi, Tom. You're probably listening to this. It tastes like a brown ale, this lager. It tastes mm, This really tastes good. like a very fruity sour. Did you want a sip of I this? would love to try that. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it, it is brown ale, not lager, even though it says lager. It's completely overwhelmed by the Roselle that's still lingering in my mouth. <laughs> it tastes like a brown ale. <laughs> it's very light, yeah. yeah it's it, a good winter beer. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's uh, Last Fathom uh, Wild Rice Lager. Last very good. Fathom. Thank you very much, uh, Lake Monster Brewing. This I went is... to a wedding there once. Lake Monster? Yeah, you yeah. did, yeah. They do a lot of Pilsners. I'm not a Pilsner fan. but So this is like one of the few beers they make that I'm a really big fan of. What in the world are you doing to that stool? I don't know, but stools certainly looks more comfortable than these ones. <laughs> they are, but they're the yeah. wrong height. <laughs> All right. We can just weld ends on them. They'll be fine, right? I want to cover a Patreon topic real quick, but before I do that, I want to cover the actual platform that the topics come from, yeah, which Patreon. is patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. By the way, we should note, these are brought to you by Patreon. So this is your dollars actually affecting the show. So thank you, Patreoners. We sure do patrons. like your beer, patrons. Mm-mm-mm. Ah, delicious. Very good. Or Our, guacamole. We are or Jana's <laughs> guacamole. Yes. Jana, it's just it, beer. I we should oh. state in in, in the <laughs> in the For now. Eventually we'll have a tea section. Yeah, maybe uh, we'll maybe we'll have food someday. In our um just to be clear that Jan does not drink beer, so yeah. we uh did use a small amount of the funds. To reimburse me for my uh, going to Chipotle to get Janet no, yummy, yummy guacamole. No. Yummy, yummy guacamole, right? Yes, it is. Patreon topic. Favorite yes. automotive ad series, print or video or digital, you know? So I, I will start with this one. Um, the 2010-ish Ford Focus, when that launched, they had a mascot named Doug, which was a yellow... I don't even know what it was trying to be an analog for, but a sock puppet, essentially. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, and I remember those. He yeah. was very sassy. <laughs> he was very sassy talking to other Ford employees oh, yes. about features of the Focus, like auto parking, car park. <laughs> I would I'd say, dear my chum, would you mind parking in a parallel fashion? Just this this orange sock puppet in the middle of fields and parks and things like that, interacting with I'm sure paid potential customers. But there was a series of, the, I think, probably nine of these videos, and they're yeah. all very excellent. If you have the means of finding these older videos, which is kind of tough, do go watch them. Uh, just Ford Doug. Um, after that, I would say there was a spat between Audi and BMW in 2008 with the M3 out in California. I remember that. Where they, <laughs> Audi got a billboard that was very prominent and said, your move, BMW. And then BMW bought a billboard right next to it and put Checkmate on it with the E90 M3. <laughs> it, was, it was very, very good. Um, there was an ad for the VW Polo, I think in 2004, 2005, where a guy pulls up in front of a crowded cafe with a bomb strapped to his chest. It detonates it, and it just like goes inside the car and it's very very it's like a safety ad for the polo it was really good um i can't find it anymore but it was i was i have seen that that it was a great yeah i definitely like now that you said it i i can picture black polo my favorite one actually there's do you remember the alalu akbar memes of course i do modi does them irl so there was a alalu akbar meme on that uh volkswagen polo suicide bombing commercial Mm -hmm. and it was like the sound before of the guys like screaming, and then it would go something. I press the button, goes, he goes, I don't want to walk more. Went to Volkswagen. It was really funny. Small, <laughs> and then um, just before I'm done here, the uh, the Top Gear UK attempt at VW Scirocco ads. Yes. yes. I know we it's not a real state that series. Volkswagen but... was really. Re- they've always been really good at ads, like forever. Um, and I think most of Volkswagen, actually 98% of Volkswagen's success comes from their ads because their cars are very okay. I actually found the, uh, the Suicide Bomber The ad, Suicide so Bomber let's, let's just go ahead and watch that's that. That's 23 cause... seconds. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's a Yeah, I definitely, ad. they're saying that this commercial is faked, but I definitely remember this commercial. No, this is a real commercial. It was an actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> was that sound playing polo small but tough uh yeah it's pretty low so i'm not sure what they actually right. heard but yes so so there you go that's that's probably my favorite ad i'm gonna go here. out of order for mine because my first one actually has a link but i don't mm. want to talk about that one first okay um the first one i'm gonna talk about uh from my my favorite ads the paul hogan crocodile dundee subaru outback commercials where it's like a scene from like the movie Crocodile Dundee where he's being chased by baddies and all the baddies are driving RAV4s. And Paul Hogan's... Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Paul Hogan's in his uh, Subaru Outback anyway from them like without a problem. Like that, that one's great. This video is so old on YouTube, it's full screen. It's not even wide. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they had an option for that. That's pretty funny. God, these are great commercials. <clears throat> Look at that tilted camera. Oh, it's yeah, so it's 90s. So 90s and Paul Hogan existing. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I love that so much. <laughs> Somebody's shearing a sheep. Paul Hogan getting out of his Subaru. 
I'm not gonna lie. When I was a kid, drive. I was convinced that Subaru was Australian from these ads. <laughs> 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 like just, I, had, I mean, they have the Outback, so I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I was like, I had, was just like, yeah, that's an Australian car brand, of course. <laughs> I, I actually still get people today that assume Subaru is Australian from those ads. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because they're, they're just like so iconic. Um, but yeah, Volkswagen Polo suicide bombing was on my list. Um, my another one of my favorite ones, the Harpy of America. But which one specifically? Because they had a lot of those. I, the Beretta one comes to mind. Uh, that one's just like in my mind of how much I remember that from like my childhood. Um, yeah, that one. It's in the dark. Uh, yeah, the another four by three yeah. video ad. Oh my god! The Beretta was such an interesting product. I just love the whole story behind like the suing. Yes. Back and forth <laughs> between the the firearm company and like Chevy also, parking one in they front of the Brett headquarters. Put a manual transmission in the commercial. She's driving mm. a manual. Well, yeah, you're dumb if you bought one of those without the quad four HO and the manual. Oh, she's writing on a computer, oh. and it's in Times New Roman. She's like, yeah, I want my Beretta. <laughs> and she's a redhead, so that's yeah, it's, it's a perfect. great commercial. However, um, my number one favorite one is major motion from nissan i actually wrote an article about this no no you just go on i have a link to it. it it's very very hard to find a good a good version of this right, so if well, you go turn off screen cap yeah then. if you go to the um cause, yeah it's it was such a pain in the ass to get this i actually i remember trying to find a good a good version of this Oops. that is a screenshot from it Okay. From the ad. It's got a digi dash. Yes. So. Oh, it's great. Oh, you're driving on a oh, circuit board or something. Yeah, put on the sound, dude. Oh, none of them have had the sound on. Oh, they Oops. didn't? Oops. Wow. They did, them for, <clears throat> they did a whole series of these. But, um, yeah, it's got this, like, awesome, like, Ashley of the Era synth. Why is he driving through a cornfield? <laughs> I don't know. Look at the circuit Look board. at that microchip. Laser beams. This is, like, hackers, but <laughs> yeah. slightly lower resolution. And no Angelina Jolie. So there's a wedge of cheese. Yep. Oh, God, There's an upside-down is... circuit board flying like a jet, a digi-dash. Ethereal digi-dash. Oh, man, digi-dashes are so awful. Oh, my God, I love that so much. Oh, look at that info center. Look at that tape deck. Oh, the compass. This is so me. I love this commercial so much. This looks like your helmet. Yeah. Yes, this is like my helmet. This is very me. And the one they did for the Sentra was actually really funny because the Sentra just like was objectively not a cool car, so they did everything they could. Yeah, no digi dash. Major motion. Probably from Nissan. Carbureted and those are run. I so I in doing this, these are only run in the Chicago. You got run the the central the central one because I actually want to talk about this. Um, so these are run only in the Chicago area in 1984 for Nissan, which I thought was really <laughs> odd uh, that they didn't run these anywhere else in the world except for that one market. Um, and that's a strange. That hardly seems worth the. The money. Oh, look at that! Thirty-five dollars oh. and forty-nine cents a month. Yeah, it, fifty-one ninety-nine purchase price for that car. It's wow. for the. Did you guys B, see that tilt shift camera angle to make the, the Sentra B, look the very? The B eleven Sentra. So <clears throat> your Datsun Diva. The definitely the bat the worst Sentra. <laughs> yeah, that they had one angle and it was not flattering. That that car I've tried to. That's the car where this the stands a wagon like that same era. It looks very similar. It, from yeah, the front. it was yeah. not a good car at all. It, but it was a great ad, like a really <laughs> hilarious ad. And also in nineteen eighty four, that'd be a knock your socks off. So yeah. So, so yeah, the, the gra- sorry graphics would definitely have been impressive in eighty four. Yeah, so I used to like. They used to have, like, the year's commercial roundup, 
mm-hmm. like videos and I always watch them, but I can never remember car commercials. But Scott brought up the really adorable Volkswagen commercial where they had Darth Vader with the auto start. <laughs> um, that one's so cute. I love that. And I remember seeing that and like tearing up because it was so cute. Oh, it was a Passat. That's right. The garbage Passat. Yeah, that's what it was. like 2012 or whatever. Ugh, 2OT. <clears throat> I think they offered the, the, the ABA in those as the base engine. Oh There's a cute little Darth Vader trying to like start a kid walking up. around the house in a Vader costume just doing the unlimited power. Yeah, that's why you can't Chinese do it. Darth Vader can't hands. do that. Right. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I guess Darth Vader could force, push, and pull, but he can't. I do remember the Super Bowl ad now. Yeah. I think it's also interesting, this is like in between um, Disney, Star Wars, and prequels, so this is kind of like a dark era for Star Wars when they uh, did this. So the kid heard the car pull up in the driveway, so clearly it's a very loud engine. Yeah. Oh yeah, he heard the timing chain rattle. This is great. (laughs) He's focusing so hard at the front of this Passat. (laughs) And then the key fob. Oh my god, it's so cute. (laughs) <laughs> kid's all shocked. Uh-oh. He's shook. <laughs> the all-new 2012 Passat coming soon around 20 grand. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Under I, 20 I really grand. Love... Around 20 grand. That's a really Around good 21 grand. Yeah, I love that commercial. And then this is not necessarily a car commercial, but just, like, within the last year's Walmart commercial with all these, like, Hollywood movie cars. So it's got, like, the Jurassic Park car. Oh, yeah, yeah in it and stuff like that so i remember i like that um car commercial but i also my dad gave me uh a life uh magazine or uh, some magazine from when john lennon was shot and i love there's so many car ads in that and i love looking at all the car ads in my very vintage magazine that my dad gave me. I was, yeah, the, uh, insane. the uh, Toyota ads from the 70s where they just had, like, entire, yeah. like, chapter, like, sales pitch, like, written in size 8 font. <laughs> <laughs> we bought a page ad, and by golly, we're going to use We're going to use the whole damn thing. They wrote a whole article on the car. Yeah. <laughs> what I just thought it was actually, I think it was, like, the 99 Chevy, um... Uh, the Chevy van, the Astro or whatever, yeah. they, they did a commercial showing like how big it was compared to its competition and holding stuff. And it had the Anything You Can Do, I Can Do Better song oh, in yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I, yeah. I, can't, I can't find it. <clears throat> um, yeah, because they also did that again for a different I believe uh, GM van. Um, I think they might have done it for the Venture as well. So this isn't really a commercial, but it's a promotional video that Toyota did uh, throughout the early 90s. They did it. I discovered one for the Cressida, for the MX-83 Cressida, and one for the Previa. Mm-hmm. And it's these, like, 20-minute to half-hour-long, basically, sales pitches that are super-duper campy, very, <laughs> very, very early 90s. And it's, like, these people, like, dreaming about their Toyotas. Like, this guy, like, falls asleep in his car park after a long day at work, and he dreams about taking his wife out to like, the opera, and, like, they escape for, like, romantic getaway where they drive through the mountains of California before you, like, lay his pipe on, like, the back of the car or something. <laughs> um, oh, what? <laughs> and then the other one is this uh, mom where she's, like, writing a review on the car that she purchased for her family because that's how car reviews work, apparently. I guess. Um, and she's writing about how great it is and how it, like, feels like it's inside a Starship or the Starship Enterprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's, like... 
like again, like really smoking hot ginger writing on like, a mechanical keyboard. Mm. And I was with, born in the wrong era. With Times New Roman in large hair. Um, mm. And like they're just like, she's Mercy. talking about like just how great the Previa is and how it makes her feel and how fun it is to drive. And it's like, it's a Previa. Like it's must have had the supercharged one. <laughs> it was definitely it was like, it was the first year, so it was automatic, and it was Ooh. yeah, it wasn't anything to write home about. Yeah, no. And she was literally writing home about her previa, <laughs> but those were really, really, really good just for the visuals of the commercials. <laughs> I do like the the everything's an extreme close up because the TVs in the early nineties were still tiny. Oh yeah. God, it's yes. Yeah, the font <laughs> when they're typing, like on that earlier commercial, it's like forty point. Yeah, yeah. seventy so point font. See yeah, like yeah, two letters per screen. Fifteen inch yeah. CRT. I do also. I really liked not all of them, but there were a few really good Subaru commercials with the dogs driving. Like the, the in particular, ones, yeah. the best one is where they're like the do- the golden retriever is doing like donuts on the <laughs> oh, ice. Yeah. Uh, Subaru's actually really good about their commercials because that my favorite one is how they take cars that have been crashed in real life and they put them into commercials. Yeah. Um, where because they had the one where there's that there's that legacy was crashed that I showed you that was at work for the yeah. for the auto show. That one was actually crashed and owned by somebody. Yeah. And then, like, the person was, like, so thrilled because, like, the car just, like, took on, like, a drunk driver going, like, 50 into the front of it, and she walked away. There's an old W126 Mercedes ad from the 80s that uh, had a, a drunk driver head-on collision walk away. Yeah. Safety. But, yeah, I mean, but was... this one was, like, an actual car, and the lady, like, she traded it in. Like, or whatever. Well, like they bought it from like the insurance. I traded company. it in after I totaled it. But uh, no, the insurance. They bought it from the insurance company. But um, no, then Subaru also did that YouTube video of the STI pulling out the Dodge Charger police car. Here's the one twenty six ad. That you know that the STI commercial where the the uh, where he pulls out the Dodge Charger. No, you've never seen that video. Mm-mm. It's the Dodge Charger police car. It's stuck in the snow in like Massachusetts, right? And this, like, slammed, like, cambered out STI with, like, a big wing, like, 100 oh. wing risers in it, like, a roof rack. <laughs> like, just, like, super right south, a big, like, fart can angled exhaust, like, shooting flames. Uh, hooked up to the back of the charger and pulled the charger out. Oh. And Subaru actually bought the rights for that video and used it as an ad. Of like this, a cambered out vape like a nation. Mod- yeah, like a oh. vape nation STI. And Subaru's like, look how great our, our, look how great our all-wheel drive is. And, like, they're saying, like, even modified with, like, bad tires. Like, and it just, like... And pull- old and with blown head gas. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, yeah. like 10 years old. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the W126. Yeah, that commercial there. reminds me of all the videos they showed you in Driver's Ed. This oh, yeah. But this one is oddly, like, way newer. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, there's been a lot of good commercials throughout history. I remember back, like, when I was a kid, I had these, like, VHS of old 1950s car commercials. Yeah. And I think it was DeSoto had a commercial where we were talking about how smooth their ride is and how you can take corners and, like, not oh, spill your soup. Which one? The the Subaru dog-tested Subaru commercial rest area. Oh, or the, the one with the cat on top of it. Yeah, all of those are good. But, um, yeah, DeSoto did one where they're, ta- they're talking about how great their uh, body roll is. That's because... my favorite color blue, by the way. Is that nitrous blue? Uh, no, that's... That's uh, I think it's called Ghost Blue. Okay, that's a new cross track facelift one. Yeah, it's got a pretty little person on top of it. Oh, as a pupper. Oh, set up the car. I see scratches on the hood. Oh, Oh. (laughs) poor kitty. Poor kitty. (laughs) I don't like the cross track anymore. Anyway, so I want to talk about 
Fiat. Okay. I'm fine um, with that. Not about commercials, so I uh, want to talk about them. Because uh, ever since Sergio Marchione died, um, it, it, they've just kind of been like a really big butt FCA. Um, <laughs> and, like, <clears throat> oh, God. They're picking on the poor Mahindra Roxler. Like, and damn it, I really wish Scott was still here because I actually wanted to talk about this. Because <clears throat> um, I did, I, email, I, I hit him up on Facebook about this <coughs> because this is a really interesting legal battle. Um, so Jeep's pissed that Mahindra is selling the Roxor here because mm-hmm. the Roxor is a CJ two A. Sure. Um, and Jeep's saying, "Well, you can't sell that in America because that that violates your 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 rights to make this car." Sure. And Mahindra's saying, "Well, first off, you haven't made this car since 1960. Mm-hmm. Uh, second off, we're only sorry. Second off, we're only selling this as an." Uh, side by side, it's like an ATV, basically. Okay. Um, also, we've had the CJ2A in consistent production since we got the rights for it so in 1953. Way longer. Yeah. And also, this is a really interesting point that Scott brought up that um, each variation of FCA, since every time they've bankrupt and become a new, a new company, they're a different company. Right. So, like. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's very clear. So, it's it's. It's been Willys, it has been uh, AM General, or it's been AMC, and then AM General, and then Daimler Chrysler, and then Chrysler themselves, and then Fiat Chrysler. Fiat Chrysler. So there have been seven different companies, whereas Mahindra has been consistently producing this vehicle in the exact same way, and they even went as far as to change the grill, which is the most iconic part. And Fiat, mm-hmm. or Jeep, what they're saying is that well, this is copyright infringement because this is going to confuse people into thinking that this is actually a Jeep product when it's not. Um, I like the angry poop JK headlights yeah. behind it. I know, right? <laughs> I, have to, I have to poop. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, Scott was saying, like, this is actually a really interesting, depending on how this is being argued exactly in court, this could set a precedent yeah. in the world. And I mean, think, like, so if Fiat says... Or if uh, if Fiat Chrysler are like, oh yeah, this is that they actually win, saying yeah, this is a ripoff. Um, other markets where the Wrangler is being sold mm-hmm. that they've made a Jeep-like product beforehand, Russia, um, you, they will not be able to sell it there because the Jeep looks like the UAZ. Yeah, and then like in Japan, it looks like an old Land Cruiser or like a Jimny. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and there's always so yeah, like this is one of those things where. FCA could totally win this, and the Roxor could go away, which I really don't want to happen because I love the Roxor. Um, FCA could win this, and then everybody in the world could just give FCA a big middle finger and just around the world start suing them every market that they sell the Jeep. So I really think that it's in their best interest not to rattle the cage here. A and B, <laughs> leave like Mahindra alone. Right. Like, just leave him alone. <laughs> leave Mahindra alone. Yeah. I literally wrote in the notes, leave Mahindra. Speaking of old internet. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, actually, I think what I write, it said, in, in the notes I wrote, ever since Sergio Marchione died, <laughs> FCA has turned into a big, angry, whey protein munching Jeep, bro. Angry. <laughs> <laughs> Way it's underlined in red. <laughs> Just, Leave yeah, Mandra muscle, alone, muscle, you bro. jerks! But you jerks. Uh, but like, really, like, the, like Mandra's not hurting anybody. 
And there are different, like no, you said, different there markets. are like seven different companies. Also, they didn't sue Toyota when Toyota brought that. Actually, this is a really interesting thing. This is the first thing they've ever sued anybody over this because Toyota sold the Land Cruiser, the FJ40 here. Mm-hmm. And they never sold, they never sued. The Defender was also sold here. The for Defender a while. was sold here, but the Defender is obviously different. But um, it looks pretty similar. The Nissan Patrol is sold here. That's not sold in the States. It was. And when the first generation Nissan Patrol was brought to market, it was sold here in America. Hmm. Along Those with must the not have done well because no, not at those all. don't exist anymore. Well, no, it, I've seen like three in my life. And it's like they, they were just driven into the ground. They didn't sell great anyway. But it's like hmm. how often do you see a Datsun B110? Like you, you never see those. It's never an never. option? I'm going to take yeah. never. Like it's just one of those things where it's like it's one of those cars you just don't see. Um, Mitsubishi even sold the Mitsubishi Jeep here very, very briefly. Um, I think they Mitsubishi. Actually, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, so yeah, there's there's actually a precedent of Jeep allowing other brands to do this, right? So I'm really so they're just and the fact that Mahindra's made it longer Mahindra. than Jeep has, yeah, like literally longer <laughs> than Jeep has. So and they haven't done anything with that, right? So, and it's marketed as an off-road only vehicle. Just shove it, Jeep. Yeah, yeah it's just Mike Manley. Am I blaming the right person? That manly douche uh, being a dick. someone in Jeep that thinks they're holier than thou. Well, all these dumb... It is the way protein. <laughs> so every single these one... are the guys that live in Uptown now. Yeah, it's just a bunch of Uptown dudes. But, like, no, it's just like... Just an Uptown dude. It, it, well, no, it's just like ever since Sergio Marchona died, it's just been one... It's been, like, one, like, CEO manly, like, douche thing after another. So... I'm really not thrilled about them. I think that uh, FCA, I've got no love for them. <laughs> just because they're just Maybe like, they should just make a better product. And yeah. And like, won't have to pick on the low guy. And yeah. And update their Fiat. So, yeah. oh my God, it's it's Jeep being American car brands during the chicken tax. Oh, yeah. It's bad. We, we could have made a better truck, <laughs> but instead we made a tariff. Like, <laughs> like, that's not how you well, succeed. Well, we were in a perfect political climate to do that again. Oh, my God. Uh, it's just American cars suck. It's well, stupid. Speaking of FCA making bad decisions. Uh, excuse me? The, uh, the Fiat is purportedly uh, slated to end production pretty soon. And I think the reason behind that is Fiat has stopped making the corporate 1.4 turbo engine. And okay. they've replaced it with a 1.3, which currently has no manual transmission engineered for it in Ooh. any capacity. Yikes. So, the transmission that's currently offered, well, there are two, but I'm only going to focus on one because the other one's a dumb automatic. It's the Mazda NC six-speed that's bolted to that 1.4 Fiat engine. Mm. And Scott's speculation was they're going to kill this because they don't want to engineer another powertrain for it. That's fair. And that makes perfect sense. But there are a lot of people out there, myself included, that think this looks way better than the ND. Oh. Oh, yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. I'd, I'd take this over Indy any day. I don't think anybody's like, disagreeing with you. Now, I do want to say that um, this guy right here, this is the guy we should all be blaming. This is Mike Manley. Let me just pull him up on the screen. Yeah, my, Mike Manley is the CEO of FCA, and he's taking currently the best car brand in America and ruining it day by day. He looks like Hans Gruber. Yeah, he literally... Look- he looks like an aged Hans Gruber. Yeah. He looks like an aged, like, just shitty Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber mm. is suing... Stop it, Hans Gruber. Stop it. A small little Indian company. Trying to make it... 
in ah, trying yeah, to make it in America. This is what happens when you buy a Jeep, is you turn into that. You, yeah, you he turn looks in... like the angry aftermarket headlights that have to poop on the yeah. JKs and the JLs. Yeah. Arr, I'm so angry. That's what so. those, those eyebrows say. I think this is this is particularly irritating because this is right as I'm about to pay off my van. I'm looking at like other vehicles to buy, uh-huh. and it's like I really want to buy an SCA product because they make a lot. They made a lot of good stuff. They did. Yeah. And I really don't want to support them. Speaking Not right now. No. You know how I found that really cool highlighter green uh, Jeep Fiat yeah. thing? I the saw two oh, of them a recently, would still be and cool. one of them was pulled over on the wrong side of the highway. <laughs> And I was like, "Ooh, I need to." Renegade. I was like, "I need to do this car justice because only idiots own it." The longer you wait, the more reasonably priced the second-hand Renegade six speeds are going to become. Yes, that's yeah. true. And those are a really solid vehicle. Yeah. I just. Renegade. I think that would be a d- <laughs> wrong way down the highway. Renegade. <laughs> Driving over a boulder in a supermarket parking lot. Renegade. Yeah. <laughs> Parallel parking, rubbing your your wheel against the curb, renegade. Hey, that's how I know I'm parallel parking appropriately. Okay. Questionably peeled back door skin with no other body damage, renegade. renegade. <laughs> <laughs> we can I go on this. for days. Okay, here. my I new like favorite this. ad campaign might be this renegade ad campaign <laughs> we've just come up with. It's quite good, um, but yeah, I hope they don't kill the 124 because yeah, it's really really good. Yeah, that's sad. That's like a nice car. Yeah, that's it is a, a lot better than the Miata. Actually, to be honest, if they killed the 124, the it would only be good for Mazda. Yeah, so well, yeah, I mean we would still have a manual two seat, whatever. But I like that little turbo engine. It's nerdy. Speaking of the 124, mm-hmm. I have a question here. This is a real life car buying advice from oh, a customer from my work. All right, well, let me stretch a little bit. Yeah, will be actually likely listening to this podcast because I told him about this. Mm. Now. Hello, industrious he, little fellows. Yes. Hello. <laughs> he owns a manual Audi S4 Cabriolet Oof. V6. Oof, uh, 4.2 V8. It's uh, like a 06 or so. It's a timing chain 4.2. Okay. okay. It's, yeah, it, but the it, later one. Uh, it's still the problem one. It's it's the exact same year. I'm not being an apologist for the 4.2 yeah, chain no. motor. It, it's it's the same year that, um, that Keith's was, when the one that he double-windowed. The block on. Um, Double window. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, my customer here, he's – this S4 is just like – it's along in the tooth. Uh, you know, he's – the only reason he is keeping it along is that he really wants a manual convertible mm-hmm. that's of equal quality or better uh, and under $30,000. That's a huge budget. When I read yeah. this, I'm like, oh, yeah. you could have anything you want. And right. it's going to be his daily driver, and he's going to drive it all mm-hmm. year long. So and, my, it, and it has to beat Audi S4 reliability. My immediate response <sighs> was, <laughs> Subaru needs to make a BRZ convertible. That's, that was they, There were concepts yeah. of that, and it never came to, to be. A, a Subaru BRZ convertible would be perfect. Um, 100% has to be a manual. No Miatas is what he said. Um, okay. That also rules out the Fiat. Not necessarily. He just said no Miatas. Because he, he doesn't want... The reason he doesn't want a Miata is he doesn't want the cloth kind of crappy interior. Oh, relatively. we can get the Touring, though, or whatever. It's the same as the well, Luso. I was thinking, like, a Fiat 124 Luso would totally, like, fit the bill. That's all right. I really do like the car. Yeah. See, because he had an S4, though. So it's a 2 plus 2, so I included... 
two plus two options in here. Yes. Because it's something he might be used to and he doesn't realize he actually wants. And, and well, that's the thing. And that, that's, that's one of those things I asked him. I said, is it two plus two? He goes, he's like, if it's got a big enough trunk, okay, I will suffice. Now, I told him, I said, the Mercedes SLK came with a manual until 2016. You just have to find it. There are and plenty he, for sale. He, like, lit up when he, he's like, no way. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I thought they, because he, he thought, he's, he's like, I thought that went with the compressor. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I did too, but we found this out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, we covered this on arbitrage. Yeah. Not only did the generation after the compressor have a manual available, but the, but the generation after that generation yeah. also had one. So, yeah, wait, he, that, like, he lit up about that, but so he's definitely on track for that. That has a very small trunk and no rear seats. Yes, but that's what you have to kind of beat is like that. that okay, it's, I think that, I have because I found a car that's probably better in every capacity what were you for thinking? the same price. BMW second gen Z4 3.0 SI six speed. That would be a good car. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, 328i six speed. I have two other choices in here too. It's yeah, the it's the F33. Mm-hmm. So the F chassis 340i six-speed convertible. They made that. You want the six-cylinder, not the four. And they also sold the older, similar vintage to his S4 three series, the E93. Retractable hardtop. You could buy the nicest one in the entire world with no miles, like brand new for 30 grand. And they sold that with like a nice sport package and a six-speed. And that that three-liter NA straight six is just bomb-proof. And I also noted when I was driving home last night and talking to Jan about this, uh, the Lexus IS three fifty they made a convertible of. I'm not sure if they made a manual. I'm not sure if they made a manual with yeah, it. Yeah, because I suggested because when he was saying that we want something of quality, and I was like, well, if there's a Lexus G thirty seven, they did the G thirty seven, which those are both very, very good options. Cars, yeah. Only one issue though is you have to look at them. Yeah, it's not a good looking car. They look like a foot, and, and you definitely look like a hairdresser. But it's it's they're very powerful and they're very cheap. So that's if you true. want something that's disposable and is a two plus two and is a six speed, a G thirty seven vert would be fine because you can get one sub ten easy. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I would still stick with the second gen three point SIZ four six speed because those are really solid. I also m- made mm-hmm. another mention to him that he might want for food for thought. I said, you're in the right time in the market mm-hmm. to get a Z three. If he's okay six. with driving an older one, I mean, they'll, they'll and, handle really well yeah. and all that, but they do rust. And that's the thing. And I told expensive. him, I'm like, if you got one of those, and if you, like, rust-proof the hell out of it, you tried very, very hard, you might be able to make it through, like, one or two winters with it. No, you can make them through, like, probably ten winters before they get rusty, but it's... And, but I told him, I said, but this is the thing that's actually kind of cool about that. That's the only car in this entire list that's appreciating in value that you're yeah. going to make money on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it going to be nice reliable. One, mm-hmm. If you get a good one, it'll be reliable enough that you're yeah. not going to have excessive maintenance costs. So yeah. I, that's like, if it wasn't an SLK for me, it would be a Z3, a uh, three liter. If he wasn't driving it in the winter, I'd recommend a Z3. But, there you go. And because he is, I would recommend a Z4. The Z4 would be a very, <clears throat> that, that would not let him down. They're um, also like really, really fast somehow. He also, he did make a note about BMW, so is... He really doesn't like a lot of the BMW bro community. Yeah, just don't deal with them. And that's the thing. He's, he's, he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm like, that's what I told him. And he's like, yeah, but then I have to, like, I have to deal with him talking to me. And I'm like, that's a very valid, a very valid point. 
But so, the Z4 people are all 50-plus white dudes. Yeah, They're not so it's in like, the MNB yeah, like, community. Yeah, I'm so, like... So, okay, fine. Don't do the 340 or the 328. Yeah, Skip those. That, Get those, the Z4. Yeah, so be, we're looking at a Z4, a SLK 6-speed, mm-hmm. or a G37 convertible 6-speed if you yeah. drive it at night only. Yeah. My first response, <laughs> when he was like, a, a, a convertible under $30,000, and I was like, Fiat. And he's like, no. Yeah, the Fiat is great, Fancy. but it's not well, a big car. Well, she's a Fiat 500. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, that would be a cool car, except I feel Storage like... Storage space is a little limited. Yeah. And I, I feel like the whole Fiat Miata thing is kind of going on with that, where it's yeah. like, I'm okay with that interior, but if you're coming out of an S4 and that's what you're expecting, True. like yeah. that would be a little jarring. And to a Fiat, like a Lusso, I think you would do okay. The interior is nice enough, but yeah, yeah. it's going to be a downgrade from a B6 S4. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, is the whole S4 thing is like... Audi did a very, very good job mm-hmm. on that car when it was new. V6s look great, inside they, and out. They look great and they drive pretty good. They do. They have a nice transmission. The engine sounds great. It's just really unreliable and it's, it drives like shit. Yeah, it, it, it's it, that's the thing is like it, it, it is the the overall complete and utter lack of any sort of reliability that really ruins the B6. Because yeah, am... I, like if that car is. Even like half as reliable, I would be interested in owning one. I'm especially sticking to the two results we have. I think the SLK has got a current gen Mercedes interior, which is really nice. Yep. And the that gen Z4 has the F series, three series interior, so it's and it's all very sleek and modern. I would say the BMW would probably be more reliable. Yeah, and it's way faster. Yeah. So the <clears throat> Z4. That's and, an NA port injected inline six. So Z4 three liter. Three OSI. Three OSI. There you go. So Z4 three OSI with manual. Yep. Very common. Or if you don't want to deal with that community. SLK 250. The SLK 250 manual. Mm-hmm. Those are your, those are the best options. Yep. Do it. Buy Jana, one. Do you concur? And then let us yep. drive either Fair one. Cause I'd be genuinely yes. curious to drive. Yeah, those sound vi- well. The, I, I've never driven an SLK manual. I've I haven't either. Driven a Z4 3 OSI, and I but the one I've driven, auto. yeah, the one I drove was an auto as well, and it was very good for an auto. Yeah, it is, but uh, but it's just like yeah, you just feel like you're missing auto. something. Yeah. You're just missing something, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's like driving a beige car. It's just you're, you're missing. You're missing. Shit. You're missing the. You're missing something you important. You could have much more fun. Yeah. The, the whole point of this is to keep having fun. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and it's a convertible. There's a reason why we're recommending what we're recommending. Yes. So. Anywho, I want to talk briefly about my beatery 46s. Yes, that I awful, saw that picture yeah. oh, of your yeah. backyard. Oh, it was super great. Yep. So you guys know about shitter rags. That blue yep. E46 wagon I bought for 400 bucks. A friend of mine had a timing chain issue in his X5 and needed a vehicle pronto. He's like, do you have a line on anything for under three grand just so I have something to drive till spring when I can put a motor in my X5? I'm like, no, but I do have something for $1,800, which has a set of like brand new Michelin X-Ice tires and a second set of summer tires. He's like, I'm listening. So I ended up, long story short, two days ago I sold him shitter rags. Oh, perfect. So I no longer have shitter rags, but I did buy this... 2000 i think 323 sport pack premium pack cold weather pack sedan like that's the amazing. least desirable no it's the most cylinder. the 323 well yeah it's the worst well, engine the worst but, like, as i say the least packages. the least desirable engine it's, it's a, a manual very, though it's a very well specced out terrible engine yeah you know what that is yeah that's a silverstone edition civic it is the <laughs> <laughs> they've done it wrong what they should have done is a completely base 328 manual yes. but they got a completely loaded 323 manual so a silverstone edition civic just yeah. so you know it's the engine of my crx in an eg it was available in europe only 
but with all of the Civic SIR trimmings around it. Oh, all so the show, none of the go. <laughs> well, not not just the the show, the handling, oh, the man. like everything. Like it, the it's got the same like the shift linkage feels the same. I feel like it's that's going like... to be a really valuable car if it isn't already. Though, There's one in Minnesota. It's so rare. There's literally yeah, so it's that a- Acorn edition. No, a, a Force oh. edition. Oh, but it's got an Acorn, acorn. on on the dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> so when we go to uh, Cars and Craft, that mm-hmm. one. EG Civic that I point out. I'm like, look at this thing. And it's got the white no, five-spoke wheels. A, this mm-hmm. was at United Noodle. I know, but it was, it was also at Cars and Craft. Okay. But you were there at Cars and Craft. It had the white uh, Reagan Masters on it in the spoon exhaust. I was like flipping out. It was just like a totally normal car. Mm-hmm. It's because that was a Silverstone Edition Forest Edition. It's like, <laughs> it's a limited trim level of a limited trim level. But oh, anyway. God. So Ryan that's... didn't talk to the owner. Mm. I talked to the owner and got all the information for him and his friends because they were too oh, confused. Wow. Yeah, we were like... Yeah, they were all like too confused trying to figure it out. And I, and I just walked up to the guy and Forest I was like, tell edition. me about this. And he was like, okay. One of 250. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just like the worst engine with the best of everything <clears throat> around it. It's well, a the, great car. The it's what you bought. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is. It is literally the 323 is like the, like the 320 is just better. It just yeah. is. And like all the subsequent engines are too. But the beauty is they're all the same engine. Yeah. So it's just, just different just board. Just a different one in. Yeah. So if you really wanted it. Anyway, this car was 350 bucks. I drove it home. Nice. Nice. I bought a set of $150 eBay coilovers to throw on it because the current Ew. stock suspension is collapsed and blown. I'm like, guarantee eBay coils are going to be better than this. <laughs> so you get your stance pants. it came with 19-inch staggered like M5 replica wheels in the trunk. So you, on accident, built a really great car. I'm gonna, somebody's going to like super dig this thing in the spring or the summer when I go Dude, to sell it. You got, you got to sell it like Cars and Craft. You had to bring it to like one Cars and Craft. I and probably will. Sure and you'll not. sell it for like a, all of the money. You know what? It's, I just yeah, realized. Coilovers and giant black wheels. People are going to love it. I solved the the crafts versus craft because, you know, they can't make they up their mind. They it both ways. It's like Hanukkah. Yeah, it is. It's Hanukkah or Hanukkah. I'm just going to say it's fine either way at this point, but Sometimes like they, they were so it. adamant that it was cars and craft, and then like all, all their graphics and stuff were craft, but then when they advertise it and type it out, it's crafts. I'm like, ah, ah, yeah. ah. Oh, God. I, lo- I love conjugation with like people oh. like in the monk community. It's my favorite thing. Because <laughs> it, uh. it, it's, it's like in the Jew- in like, like, like with Jewish people, like we have probably a dozen different spellings of Hanukkah. There's Great. H and there's CH and there's the number of K's and there's, there's an H on the end. Yeah. Like, oh, I've seen some, I've seen some things. Yeah. yeah. Hanukkah. I, I've, I've spelled Ch- it. I've even seen it spelled like Chanukkah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's a C H C H A N U K A H. Or I, and what I do is Just every time I spell menorah. it, I do every time C-H-A-U-N-N-A-K-A-H. I spell it, I spell it differently. I put an E on the end sometimes. Hanukkah. <laughs> I put a silent E on the end. You just want to confuse the Gentiles so you just squeeze as many unnecessary letters uh, yes. in it as possible. And just to make them walk away, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm done here. <laughs> anyway, this uh, crap ball E46, I'm, yeah, I'll do something maybe with it yeah, in the spring. But it needs, it needs a transmission. I think that was the main reason it was so cheap. Like, the first and second gear synchros just aren't oh, there anymore. Oh, but transmissions oh, are but easy then, for yeah. you. I have eight of those transmissions at my house, so I'm not You're too fine. worried about it. Yep. That's, that's going to be a really good car. So that's a, that's a come up for, 
that is a cart that would have otherwise fallen into disrepair that you're saving. It has fallen into disrepair, and but I was competing with scrapyards. And you're saving it. Yeah. yeah. But it came with two sets of really nice that's rails amazing. and tires. Yeah, like, like, it came with a full tread set of windows. You're, I pulled you're up. doing God's work. I pulled up to buy this thing, and it's on stock 16s. I'm like, ah, oh, it was on nicer wheels in the picture. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I got this Sir yeah. Anna Stowell's cousin or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I walk up past the car to go inside, and I see the nice wheels in the back, and I look at the tires on the car, and they're like brand new Michelin XI3s. I'm like... <laughs> As I proceed to walk inside and hand the guy $350. We've had so much the tires similar are worth. things happen where we go like we see a car on like amazing wheels and amazing tires, and then all of a sudden they're not there. And we'd be like, well... We're only interested in this price if this is included, and they're like, "No, right. we can buy those separately." And I'm like, "I'm." That's what I assumed it was happening because, like, they wanted to mitigate their losses and, like, just mm-hmm. we'll keep the more expensive wheels and sell them. But no, they just, they had no interest in keeping any I, of that. Stuff. I walked away from I've walked away from two E70 curls because of that. Because yeah. one was the guy had um, a wheel and tire combination, the other one had JDM bumpers, and he's they like, "I'm mean, he, yeah, he didn't want to sell it like that for this price." I'm like. I was like, then don't list it with those. You, yeah, 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 you listed it as that, and I'm getting it that. Otherwise, I'm getting like an okay at best deal, and I'm right. not interested in an okay deal. I, I'm guilty of doing that, I think, once or twice in high school with like a 5 yeah. Series, but it was like one of my first lines in the ad. I'm like, I also included pictures of the car and, and stock wheels. And that's the wheels. thing. That's the thing. This guy never did that. <clears throat> but I put the, yeah. the fancy wheels pictures at the end, and then I also said, if like, you'd like the other pictured wheels, they're available for a small sum of additional yeah. money. But anyway. So see, that's the way you... Do something exactly. Right so anyway, I'll be curious to see exactly what happens with this E46. But it's, that's gonna be it's a really exciting. cool car. I'm really excited to see that. Um, and that's the one in your backyard. It's I thought, next is... to the M3. Yep. Okay. Yes. Which I'm also doing nothing with currently. Now, I think I found your next vehicle that you need to buy. Okay. Because who needs like a Mitsubishi Evo, or who even needs a crossover when? The Mitsubishi Mirage R5 exists. What? And you're wondering, what is the Mitsubishi Mirage R5? Please tell me it's a longer... Oh, oh that's different. <clears throat> it is a all-wheel drive, 1.6 liter, de-stroked, 4B11 swapped Mitsubishi Mirage that is built in Sweden for rally racing. So it's not a factory vehicle. No, but Mitsubishi does pilot these from the factory. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so they're like a weird, like, half factory. They're, they're the AMG of the mirage oh it's so cool it yes. looks it so looks great. turbocharged it is okay it's a four it's a 4b11 which is okay. the mitsubishi evo 10 engine but de-stroke like down to 16 turbo. yeah except front front engine but it's de-stroke to one point large, yeah liters. yeah it, it's technically 1.7 but yeah 1620 cc engine with a five-speed uh sadaf pox yes nice. it's a five-speed set of french-made sequential yeah, and a four and four wheel drive. That's oh, so that's cool. super cool. Olin's dampers. They replaced this the rear uh, beam suspension with uh, McPherson struts. I love that. I want that. I would buy that, and I would put a stock Mitsubishi Mirage interior into that. And hopefully, the rest of the rear door, which is missing. <laughs> but that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I bet so that thing's really really fast. What the hell is Mitsubishi not doing? Like selling this as an yeah, option. sell it as a Mirage Evo Evolution. Well, yeah, yeah, like sell it like tone it down just a hair, and then ta-da! That'd be perfect. That'd be so funny. It would beat the socks off in the actual. Oh Evo. my goodness, that thing would be quick, and <laughs> I bet it's reliable as a. 
stroked whatever thing. Yeah, four B eleven. Yeah, it's an aluminum for, uh, inline mm-hmm. four. I mean, it's those engines. The only issue with those is they've got timing chain issues on the early ones. But those yeah, are but fixed. you're you're driving one point six liters. I'm sure yeah. it'll be fine. Not only that, on one point six liters, they've probably gone through and replaced the whole timing chain assembly with like the aluminum guides and stuff. And instead of an SST, they could offer us a five speed Sadev. Yes, perfect. That's what it should be. Yeah. But yeah, or just a manual, it'd be fine. That that's just about the most perfect vehicle I've ever heard of. I absolutely am in love with it. I like it, and I'm really happy that this company actually makes it. I have no idea how much they are. Oh wait, click on sales. So sales inquiries means we can't afford it, but you can inquire. Test request form. I love that so much. But if you look at the eligibility, it goes through all the different uh, racing series that's eligible for. Oh, man. How a world map. It's just <laughs> only crap in, like, part of South America and then Europe. Chile, Europe, Russia, Australia. Asia, Australia. So there you go. Japan. Um, it's the Brussels, but not France. Um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty much the greatest thing in the world. I'm Even if really... it only made like 280 horsepower or something, that thing would still be a complete rock. That would that would absolutely boogie. I think mm-hmm. it makes like something like closer to 350 or four. I think four. Like competition trim is like 450, but it's like yeah. it's built to run like 350. You know, just out of the box. I love that so Sweet. much. That car is fun with 70 horsepower, much less 350. Ah, oh, so cool. And it's literally just a cut-down Evo 10 shoved under a Mirage. You can tell it's got five-bolt wheels. Yeah, it totally is. It's great. It's just the, the best vehicle. I'm so happy about it. It exists. It's a good thing. That is that is cool. I like that. Yeah, so there you go. That was my topic. That <laughs> the I panel need. fitment's not great, but other than that, it's... No, it's also probably been crashed a hundred times, so it's like, who cares? The pre-productions have been pre-crashed. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Fair enough. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, do you guys remember, speaking of not good mechanical things, the uh, when Ford still made cars? Yes. Uh, like the oh, Fiesta yeah. and the Focus yes. and the Fusion. Yeah, they offered they made that uh, really strange decision to stop. Yeah, and now they're, they're oddly running into sales issues because oh, really? of that. Yeah, it's yeah. That's really surprising. Uh, before no they were running coming. into sales issues because of the fact that cars don't exist anymore because yeah. they stopped making them, they were running into sales issues because the transmissions were hot trash. And apparently, Ford had no idea. Ford had no idea that there was any issue with these dual-clutch transmissions. Yeah, until, everybody knows that. Yeah, until like all of the people it's at the dealerships that were working on these day in, day out, all the time, replacing these garbage transmissions. Everybody says that. Yeah. You ask the homeless guy sitting on like Broadway Like, in should I buy this 94? Fusion? Like, what no. transmission does it have? No. The power absolutely. shift. Everybody knows that those transmissions are trash. I'm just like... <laughs> I like this caption. Good people tried to make it work, but you can't violate the laws of physics. That's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. And that's... So, the, the dual-clutch power shift... Yeah, that's what it is. The, the DPS-6 featured in 2 million cars. I really hope that they all get... They get, like, a recall. Yeah. Dieselgate the transmission on these, please. Yeah. Like, yeah. shift shiftgate Ford. Oh, my God. It's just it's so irritating. So, Mary Barra... It's a, this is now Mary Barra... 
Jim Hackett, and Mike Manley that all have no clue what the hell they're doing. That's all. It's the big three that are now being misrun again. People like walking around in a building in Detroit with their hands up, just like yeah. flailing back and so forth. I, this, all right. So people say, why do people? What's wrong with American cars? I say this. Like you have Mary Barra, no Jim, Ma- Mary Barra, Jim Hackett, and Mike Manley. Those three. Right there are a prime example of what is wrong with American cars and why nobody wants them. It's not a matter of the cars being like, oh, they don't build what people want. No, they do build what people want. They uh-huh. build them really poorly. Yeah. And they're mismanaged by people that should not be in their position. Because all the Japanese brands that are actually doing well are building the same shit that these guys are, but they're doing it better. Because yeah, they they're run by it. people. They're, they're run by people that should be in their position. Uh-huh. Like, Not like just somebody like who leveraged themselves into a position by faking it. Yeah, no. And now all their product sucks. So you have three bean counters in America and in Japan you have Akio Toyota, you have the dude at Nissan at Mazda and then you have uh, Honda that are doing great. Mm-hmm. Nissan is another example of one of these bean counters just ruining everything because they're building everything to a budget. A budget doesn't work. On a car, you yeah. build a car and then you budget you, around. You build it. it to specifications and then you try to cost cut in areas. Yeah, yeah. Then you budget around what you've built. That's why Haven't they, they don't cut from costs the on a transmission. Oh no, they no. They, didn't. The, this is this is, and, and this is the thing is we also have these politicians that are willing to give them bailouts, that are willing to give them tariffs, to give them everything, every leg up they possibly can to make this trash. Like I don't that want they make this in, in Mexico. Really yeah. good cars. Really bad transmission. Because if you buy one of these an automatic, a regular automatic or a manual, they're really good. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there's no regular automatic available in the Fiesta. Not the Fiesta. But you could get that in the Focus and the Fusion. Yes, it's true. And those were great cars. Yep. And this is just a prime example of that. And it used a dry clutch system that proved incapable of cooling itself, leading to failure. Amazing. Shocking. Mm. It's like all other dual clutch transmissions ever were wet clutch. I wonder why. It's just, it's, it's so such... weird. It's oh like such God. a dumb mistake. And like, you see these things in junkyards in perfect condition all the time, and you know why they're there. Yeah, it's because somebody Because they have the a power automatic. shift, and, they're and not it's broken. Old. However, you know, no. the, one, the one thing I will say. That's such a waste. One thing I will say is God bless Ford for making the world's worst transmission and make it an automatic. Because. Right? That's good. Yeah. The more people that make terrible automatic transmissions, that's my that's my silver lining. Is thank God it was an automatic. Because mm-hmm. they made it the worst possible transmission yep. in automatic at least. Uh huh. And this is why you buy a manual. The only ones of these surviving in twenty years will be manuals. And they'll be great. Yeah. They're gonna be absolutely It'll wonderful be cars. It's yep. be like when you see a Ford Focus GT or a Ford Escort GT. Yep. It's gonna be a great car. It's been a long time. <laughs> I want a Ford Escort GT. Yeah. Well, I I'm aware. I saw one on. Um, uh, retro review. That was the last time I saw yes. one of those. It's anyway, uh, so it's mind-boggling the incompetence and just the denial. Yeah. Of like, no, we made a good product. No, like, no. Actually, according to everyone, including all of your employees and mechanics and customers and NHTSA, you fucked up. Yeah, yeah. and you you aren't mm-hmm. taking. It's just one of those things where it's like, it, it goes. It's everywhere in the world. Every time in history you've ever tried to cut corners on a car you end up with garbage. The one time that a cheap car has ever worked well by being cheap was when Lee Iacocca made the K car. Yes. And yeah. he didn't... It wasn't inspiring, but it was a good vehicle. But And that's the thing, is he didn't 
he didn't try to budget like build the car and then budget down to that. He built the car to a budget. He goes, you have and then this, made nice trim versions. You have this much money to spend on the development of this vehicle. Show me what you can get. He didn't do, and then that's how it was. He didn't go. Here's how much money you have on this car. Show me what you can get, and then completely change everything. Right. Because if he tried to do that, he ended up with a Chevy Citation, which nobody cared about. Mm-hmm. So. And that, they got lucky. I mean, the the K and like the later F or whatever cars that preceded the Neon were like yeah. they sold in pretty good volume. They did save Chrysler, but I mean, once the the Neon chassis launched, and then the subsequent nasty ass PT Cruiser, oh, like that really yeah. was a revelation there's, for there's Chrysler. Actually, there's a really good donut media. Uh, they have a podcast now called mm-hmm. Pass Gas. It's about cars, not about farts. Hmm. Uh, that's literally the theme song. Um, but they did a really good one on the history of the PT Cruiser and like how that car came about. Highly recommend listening to that. It's about cars. It's not about farts. <laughs> Burr. Did I kill you? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the PT Cruiser. Uh, I hate the PT Cruiser. One tried to kill me I once. I cannot believe how paid off that tooling was by the time they killed that thing in 2005. It's amazing. It was a truly amazing car. Like, it <laughs> it really for was. almost a decade, <laughs> unchanged. It was really amazing. Like, And then like you get the automatic with the 2.4 turbo, just like combinations of this shit that should never have existed. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, why not? Why not put the SRT4 engine in this thing? <laughs> you put a muffler on it. <laughs> I'm just like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> that doesn't need to be in there. Take it away. We are too late. We already put it on sale and old people love it. Oops. <laughs> oh, God. That's the whole, like, Chrysler PT Cruiser subgroup in the company. They put that on sale and people just come looking in the window and they just go, oops. They had something like, I think the wait time on the PT Cruiser is like six months. When it was new, it was incredible yeah. how desirable it was. There were people that were selling them like, mm. like the two CV. Like people were market selling adjustment. Them, people were selling them used for more than they were new. So yeah, it's like the the mini and what else was like that recently? The Supra. There's been a lot of cars in yeah. the last twenty years that have like from the get go yeah. sold for more than they were new for about a yeah. year. Yeah, that's the BMW One Series M was one of those too. Yeah. It was just not M two, lots of lots of shit. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But. The PT Cruiser makes my stomach upset. Good, it um, should. Hey, also another thing. Uh, well, I'm just plugging all of our competitors. Uh, <laughs> Drive Cartel actually has a blog now. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty tight. They do features on cars from their shows. Is it good? Um, yeah, actually. Okay, good. Yeah, it, it's on. I mean, it's I don't know how Wix. to read. It's hosted on Wix, ooh. which is really weird. Yeah, it's not great. Um, but if you can like get the website to work, it's actually pretty tight. So. <laughs> Wix works. It's just very cut cut price. Bare bones, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the best best platform. <clears throat> it's a but, platform that has a uh, your website dot this website dot another website dot com usually yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so. it, but the thing is, is like mm-hmm. even though it's a Wix website, it's still like a, the the actual talent behind the blog is really good. Props to them for so, trying. Yeah, no, I mean like if they, they like I, I, that would be a totally successful blog. I think if they put in like WordPress, it'll be really really. It'll, It'd probably generate a lot of money for a drive cartel. So. Probably, yeah, if they can figure out ad hosting and all that other crap. So anyway, what did we learn here today mm. or this week? This week we have the whole week. This that we can week talk about. I learned that if I put hay on the table while I'm cleaning out the guinea pig cage, he'll toss the hay on the ground and actually jump off the table. The guinea pig. <laughs> the guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, his Not name's Scruffy. 
like the janitor. Yeah. So that the in the, the three and a half years I <laughs> worked there, he doesn't leave the table, but he knocked over his hay and decided to go exploring. And I was like, oh, Scorby, come back. Uh, what I learned this week, Age of Empires 2, Definitive Edition, is worth purchasing because of the quality of life improvements that they did. Cool. I learned that I hate working on Hondas a lot. Why? Oh, yeah. Which car? Every at, single at... job on a Honda ends up taking three times as long as it should because something stupid was badly engineered. Why do you? Once think... they're together and fixed, they're beautiful cars. But replacing any component on a Honda sucks compared you know to what? doing it on a BMW. I'm not gonna lie, you are right. I'm gonna agree with like, you. The, 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 everything I've put on that element will be totally fine for more than a hundred thousand miles. So this is. But the, when it needs to Jana, be replaced, Jana, help me do the brakes on the CRX. It's gonna take fifteen minutes. Three hours. I've done later. brakes on a Civic. I never again. Uh, and so, all right. So actually, I, I'm gonna. Well, we're gonna make this into a mini topic. Oh God. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you actual, very mini topic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you actual examples on this. Um. Let me turn down the microphone here. Thanks. Um, so the uh, uh, historically all Accords, because they have one plant in Japan, one in America. Accords are worse they, than Civics to work. They on. use two mm. completely different brake systems. Cool. And they also use two completely different charging systems between the American and the Japanese ones. So you always have to figure out which VIN you have. Now, uh, that's one thing. Whatever. You can figure that out. Yeah. Uh, the uh, <clears throat> 1990 until 1997 Honda Accord brakes were... Uh, Hub over rotor, yeah, which is I remember stupid. That. Yep. Um, and that's why those ninety-seven pluses are actually worth money because they're the they had four years in which they were rotor over hub and a four by one fourteen leg pattern. Into the ones. Yeah. Um, it was very then, heavy, but I tried very hard. Yeah, and then you also had the uh, alternators in Honda D series and B series, where you had to remove the axle to the to yep. do the alternator. Mm-hmm. And on the mm-hmm. D series, there's tons of room. Except like they just like when they originally designed that engine was a single port injection intake manifold, and then you could do it. But on anything it's other like a than water pump on a K, yeah, it like, sucks. On anything other than a DPFI D series, you cannot do the alternator without breaking stuff. Um, alternator was easy on the toaster. I will say that that's the, good. The water Fuck pump. You. Oh, that's so lucky. The alternate, yeah, it's it's like right in the front. Like it's super easy. Got to pull it, the power steering pump off. But it's, it, it's weird because like it's there's a duality where it's like while it takes like, they three, completely regress in areas and they get way better in others. So like there's no like one consistently really yeah. easy to work on model that I've no found. not at all because like yeah doing an alternator with the engine in the vehicle uh, on a on a eighty eight to two thousand Civic that's nah, an engine out yeah. It, it, that, that takes two and a half hours. To remove the engine, mm-hmm. I have done it in under three. So, like, it takes the same amount of time to remove the engine as it does to remove the alternator. Because it's 90% of the same steps without <laughs> engine mount bolts. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so just, much easier. Just take the four engine mounts out and then pop the axles, lift the engine, take the alternator out that way. Like, to do an ABS sensor on the element, I'm going to have to pull a wheel. I'm going to have to pull a half shaft out. It's just, it's, what? For an ABS sensor? Yeah, because it's snapped off. Am I... Am I on my Mazda, you just have to remove the wheel, mm-hmm. and then it's a one ten millimeter bolt. Yeah, that's what this is out. too. But even though that vehicle has no rust on it at all, because it's from the south, it just like you put like the vice grip on it to wiggle it, and just <laughs> broke off flush. I'm like, and of course these are fiberglass reinforced plastics. So you can't melt them out because they, they burn. They don't melt. So it's just like, uh, uh, like the car, car companies understand that these are going to get brittle and break. 
Why not just make him Honda on ABS has, plastic? Honda has no like remorse about this either because they're engineers. Like they're literally an engineer-run company. That's why they're great. And they just do some trash like this. There so. are some jobs on that thing which I, I love. Like super easy. Like I changed the cat pipe on that thing twice now. I think that's maybe what they did. Or is like easy. they were like, <clears throat> all right, we can we can afford to make some things like custom made so they work perfectly, but like we can't like do the everything. Water pump where you have to drop half the engine out of the thing to do it. I'm just like, well, why? If you gave me a quarter inch more between the frame rail, it would come out with undoing no bolts. Well, your alternative is a bolt saying of the 2OT. So. No, I mean, I'll take the element. Yeah, I'll take that the element great. all day long. Especially <laughs> that one that's like the best element in yeah, eternity now because I've done everything on it. I love that he still has the salvage yard paint and pen on the passenger Jan's fender. Got a point. Too. It is also a pumpkin. It is a pumpkin. Yes. It's very cute. It's orange. Don't want us tending at the pumpkins, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thank you so much for listening. Um, we will have additional episodes uh, in, uh, next, next week. week. Yes. Bye. So, thanks, Bye. guys. Bye-bye.